Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show on News Talk 830-WCCO. You know, one of the things that I like to do is, is talk sports and have fun with people that I enjoy having conversations with. And I also like to give people their flowers uh, when we have the opportunity to give them their flowers. And, and that phrase has been used throughout the years about just showing and acknowledging and honoring people that have just been great in their profession and in their field. And uh, our next guest joining us on the John Schuster Cole Baker Hotline is a longtime educator and longtime um, prep sports columnist and reporter for the uh, Minnesota Spokesman Recorder, Dr. Mitchell McDonald is joining us now here on The Lake Show. This is first time actually being on the show because we've had Charles Holman on many times, and Charles got his flowers covering the women's uh, Final Four, and he was has been greatly acknowledged the last couple of years on outstanding coverage and a great career of covering uh, women's athletics. But, uh, Mitchell, I'm happy to have you on the show tonight and, and talk, man, because I you don't just cover just the prep scene, because, but because you cover you know Timberwolves basketball and other sports. But uh, happy to finally have you on the show, man. How you doing? I'm doing good, um, and I appreciate um, you having me on, Henry. Yeah, ab- good to be here. Absolutely. All right. So, so one of the things that I just enjoy about you is just number one, man, your overall passion for covering specifically prep sports. Tell me a little bit about where that passion came from and actually when you first started covering prep sports. Well, my passion for high school sports, you know, particularly uh, it was football, basketball, and track, but, but, you know, basketball um, was – in 1979, uh, there was a Twin Cities basketball game between St. Paul Central and Minneapolis North. And my father, Kwame McDonald, um, was covering sports at that particular time. And he said, I want you to come to this game with me, um, I, and we're going to um, see Big Ben Coleman play. I'm like, who's Big Ben Coleman? Didn't know who he was. <laughs> ben Coleman uh, played for, uh, you know, for Minneapolis North. And I was from St. Paul, and I lived in the Central neighborhood, so I knew all the players on Central. So they were playing in this big game called the Twin City. I was in eighth grade, yep. and so I really didn't know much about it. And went to the game. It was jam-packed, a lot of enthusiasm on both crowds. That was kind of when the rivalry started um, with um, Minneapolis North and St. Paul Central, and they kept meeting in the Twin City game um, throughout the 1980s. And... That was where my passion began. I started going to the games with my dad. Um, that was the first high school game I had gone to. And then I kept going, started going with him to the games and developed that passion uh, for sports, and particularly at the high school level. That's, that's awesome, man. Um, and, and 
for those of you listening, um, yes, Mitchell's father, Kwame McDonald, longtime civil rights activist as well as longtime uh, writer himself, uh, specifically at the Spokesman Recorder. Um, he he is he is the uh, the man that got uh, Mitchell in the situation that he's in in terms of that that lifelong love for sports and covering the prep scene. So you start diving into the prep scene and. I know one thing about you in terms of covering these high school athletes is you love to really get their story, man. And I think it takes a special person and an inquisitive person to really want to cover these young people and really talk about what makes them tick and why they are such good athletes and good students when they are in high school. Well, it's kind of interesting because when when my father um, covered um, and, and covered sports, he wanted to focus on getting in conversations with people and then highlighting people that normally don't get highlighted in addition to the ones um, who were getting all of the um, recognition. And, you know, that's kind of where uh, my passion uh, ended up being. Um, At the beginning, um, I wasn't much of a person that wanted to go and interview people and talk to them. I just really just wanted to write what I saw. And my father taught me that, you know, you would need to have conversations and develop relationships um, with people. And, you know, long on down the line, you know, they remember, you know, that you were there, um, you know, taking an interest in them and, and highlighting them. And not only that, but getting to know them as people. Yeah. So that's um, and, you know, I, I admit I still have to work on that uh, quite a bit because I do like to go to the games and just highlight what people do. Um, but, you know, um, every now and then and then now even more, you know, stories pop up and people want to talk to you and people want to um, share their stories with you. Yeah. And that ends up being a lot more interesting sometimes than just me going out shooting pictures and then, you know, um, you know, printing or writing about um, and publishing about what they do. Yeah. Well, you know, you're, you're not standing photographer as well. That, that should be noted. But let me ask you this. Do you think that one of the reasons why you're so good at covering prep sports is because of your background as an educator and teacher? Well, I think, I think it helps me because um, I've been teaching as long as I've been writing, um, which is uh, this is uh, my 36th year um, in both. And, you know, it, you know, it does um, help to know because I know the high school scene. I know, like, what the students go through during the day. Um, what the student athletes go through during the day, um, going to class and then, you know, having a, you know, having a practice and, and, you know, learning the um, concept of teamwork mm-hmm. and me being there during the day helps me understand, you know, if, a, if a, all of a sudden um, a student's not going to play who's averaging 26 points a game. And then, you know, there are people in the crowd going, well, he should be playing. He's good. Well, something might've happened at school that day. Because I, because that's what happens sometimes. Yep. Or something might have happened in practice. You know, we, we don't think about that. We just think about he's averaging or she's averaging twenty points a game, or and that, that they should be playing. Yep. Yep. No, so I hear you on that. Perspective. Yeah, we're talking to uh, Mitchell McDonald from the uh, Minnesota Spokesman Recorder here on the Lake Show on News Talk eight three zero WCCO. Does a phenomenal job of covering the prep scene and covering any scene that he's a part of. Because I see him at the Timberwolves games all the time. Um, let me get to this here, man. I, I, I'm looking here at the uh, the Minnesota State High School League, their website, uh, mshsl.org. 
And they came out in 2015 and started this Outstanding Media Service Award that started in 2015. And mm-hmm. in 2020, they have because they have a print division and an electronic division. Electronic division is typically, you know, radio personalities and stuff like that. In 2020, Dave Lee from WCCO and Channel 45, he won that award. And right next to him in the print division is yourself, man. How did that make you feel to win that award? Um, you know, people, people talk about, uh, you know, you know, it's really not, you know, you know, being humble and, and, uh, you know, you know, people talk about, well, you know, it's, it's not that big of a deal. And, you know, people like to be humble and all that, but I'll be honest. I think, I think we all at one time, we want to be recognized. Mm -hmm. We, we want that recognition and it's always good to get it. when You get it, um, definitely from your peers. And definitely from, definitely from, I can say, um, your peers and then um, people who have had a big part um, of the high school scene. Yep. And, you know, the high school league has done a good job of that. So to be recognized by, by that organization, to be recognized with Dave Lee, um, is even, is even um, you know, a good honor um, in itself. Uh, because, you know, we, we joke about it um, quite a bit whenever we run into each other. So we have that in common. And, you know, the interesting thing is that the interesting thing is that when you, when you get, when you get recognized for something, you start thinking about all of the other people that helped you along the way. And there's a lot to name, Um, you know, my dad being one, because he was the, he was the one that, you know, kept telling me that, um, you know, I could do it. You know, and, you know, when I found out that I had that award, um, I was very, very, very happy um, simply because, you know, I watched my dad get a lot of awards. And, you know, I always wish that he he was here to see all of this, but uh, it made me feel real good. Um, it makes me feel real good whenever um, I'm recognized, uh, you know, for something that I have a passion for and for something that I really take seriously. Yeah. We're talking to Mitchell McDonough from the Minnesota Spokesman Recorder here on the Late Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. All right, so let's talk about your dad for a second and uh, for a couple of minutes. And and if I happen to get emotional, please bear with me. Um, If you happen to get emotional because it's your pops, uh, I will bear with you. Um, So, because it's understandable. Um, We lost your Mm -hmm. father back in, in 2011. And um, I'm always miss your father, man, because he was somebody that um, very much supported me, um, always had kind words, always had some knowledge and wisdom to drop on me and just a a community person. He wanted the best for our state. He wanted the best for our city. He wanted the best for St. Paul and he wanted the best for people that he came in contact with individually. One of the things that I love to this day, and I'll never forget it was um, when your father had his diagnosis of cancer um, was it was one of those situations where your father was so loved by the Twin Cities, was so loved by the sports community, was so loved by those um, that wanted a better um, community overall, whether it's through, you know, civil rights action um, that he participated in or just in the educational field and realm in the arts or whatever it may be. I remember there was um, 
something for your father at Central High School, man. I don't. I, you you probably remember that. Uh, I know I remember because I know that the place was packed. There was not a seat to be had in the auditorium, and I just remember being in there, man, when uh, people wanted to acknowledge your father's greatness. Yeah, um, that was a very, very, very uh, a special night. Uh, I, at the time, I at the time they were planning it. Um, they planned it um, after they found out he had two weeks to live. And I was in the hospital from the stress. I was in the hospital with pneumonia um, when I found out uh, because he he came after one of his uh, chemotherapy treatments and told me. Um, and I was laying in my hospital bed, and he was in a and he was in a wheelchair um, um, with a with a friend of mine who had walked him up, and. It was very, it was, it was very interesting. You know, I can, I can, I can talk about it now because, you know, at the time, you know, um, you know, he kind of just kind of blurted out the news. I, I just said, "What are you doing here? You're supposed to be at your treatment." And he said, "I was already at my treatment." <laughs> and then he, you know, and, I, and, then, and then I said, "And hey, your dad was yeah. giving it to you right there." <laughs> yeah, you know, so I'm sitting here like, and then, and then he told me, and then he said, "I was already at my treatment." So you know what? And so I'm like, well what's going on? And then he said, I have, yeah, I have two weeks. And then I not really understanding what's going on. I like two weeks to do what, you know? And then he said, live. So, you know, we're about to have our emotional moment. And then, um, um, the, uh, the nurse comes in, the nurse comes in and they see dad and they go, because dad had been in the hospital. on So he's very popular with everybody in the hospital because he was there quite a bit. And then they're like, look who's here. You know, it's Kwame. And then my dad, they said, how are you doing? And then my, my dad's smiling. He says, well, you know, I got a couple of weeks to live, but I'll be okay. And then the nurses start crying. So we're consoling them. Mm-hmm. That's the interesting part about that. Where, you know, where, you know, he's saying it's going to be all right. I'm good, this and that. And I can kind of smile about that now because that's the way he was. Yep. You know, he's consoling them. And, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was an interesting um it was an interesting moment because my mom had passed the year before and he was staying so it was just me and him so it was um it was a real um interesting um time yep. uh being um being with him i didn't understand really the magnitude until um you know after he passed and you know, in all the recognition, um, uh, the love, and then um, you know, he comes from a big family. He was the oldest of nine, mm. so he come, you know, so he comes from a big family. We were a small family, but but you know, um, you know, at his celebration, at his homegrown celebration, you know, uh, it was packed with family, yep. and uh, I was the last one to come out you know, with the procession, and people were wondering, was I ever going to come out? Because <laughs> I was, there were so many people coming yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> to represent the family. But, you know, um, it was, a, uh, you know, he meant so much to everybody Yep. and not just he, you know, not just in the twin cities, you know, we've lived in other places and he made his mark in New York city, New Brunswick, New Jersey, Durham, North Carolina, uh, Bremerton, Washington, you know, there, there are people that still want to, um, celebrate, uh, his life. Yeah. No, no question about it. And, 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 and let me tell a quick story. I think that, Mitchell, you've been in the room 
when I said this story before, and I and I, I first related to some young people um, at the uh, the Winfield Awards um, of a few years ago. But I want us to, to talk about it here on air as well because I think it's it uh, it suits the occasion and it's it's timely. Just thinking about uh, your father Kwame and just how phenomenal a human being he was. But um, I I didn't know. Um, well, I was at school one day. And after I got off from school, um, I stopped at a Cub food store in North Minneapolis. I'm right there on Lindell and Broadway. And so mm-hmm. as I'm getting ready to walk out of the um, the store, at the door coming in is your colleague and your dear friend. And he's been on the show. He's on the show all the time. It's Charles Holman from the Minnesota mm-hmm. Spokesman Recorder. And Charles sees me. And he says, hey, Henry, you know, you know, how, how you doing, whatever. And oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm just a little bit tired, man. I'm just getting off from work, whatever. I'm going to go um, take a nap and just kind of, you know, lay down for a little bit. And I actually I don't have to, you know, do a do a night show tonight. I just, you know, I'm off. So I'm just going to, you know, rest up or whatever. And he says, well, you know, I just I'm glad that I saw you. I was going to call you anyway. But I just wanted to let you know, since I'm seeing you here, is that, um, you know, Kwame is kind of, you know, he's nearing the end and and he's um, on the verge of passing. And so, um, you know, that hit me, and I said, man, Charles, thanks for letting me know. I appreciate that. Um, and, and I just I, I left with my food, and, and he went to, you know, getting to doing his shopping and stuff like that. And so I get home, and uh, I eat a little bit, and then um, I get ready to, uh, to like, take a little bit of a, of a nap, right? And so I start taking a little bit of a nap, and um, I said, you know, I'll get up from this nap, and then um, I'll go to venture off to, uh, to go visit your pops. And so, um, you know how, like, when you get into a nap um, and it starts getting good to you, then you start making excuses about why you're going to delay something, right? And then I started thinking, and I was like, man, I was like, you know what, um, man, I'm not sure if if, if I want to, you know, see Kwame, um, you know, in, in whatever state that he's in. And I started coming up with all of these different, like, excuses, right? Because legitimately they were excuses in my head. I'm too tired. I'm too this. I'm too that. I don't want to see him this way and all this stuff. And then I started thinking about it, and I said, hold on, man. I said, what are you talking about? I said, if you don't get your butt up right now because this is your last (laughs) opportunity to go see your friend, and if you were near an end, you might want somebody to come see you as well, right? So so I saw I got up. And I went over um, to visit him in over in St. Paul in hospice. Um, it was right right around the corner from from Bennett's, the uh, the other uh, the restaurant there, right off of Seventh mm-hmm. almost. And so mm-hmm. um, I got there, and the woman said to me before I, I came into the room, she says, "Hey, um, just so you know, um, there won't be um, a, a whole bunch of a communication between you and him, but trust me, he hears everything that you're saying to him, right?" And mm-hmm. so um, I walk into the room. I grabbed uh, the newspaper off of the uh, off of the desk. Um, I fire up the television. I think that Georgetown and somebody was playing um, on on Monday night. Uh, it was like a, it was like a big Monday, right? College basketball. And so I'm watching some hoop, and I'm watching the and I'm, and I'm reading the paper to your father. I'm reading the paper to your father and just letting him know thanks for all of the the wisdom, the knowledge, the inspiration, and for everything that he that he meant to me mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. and it was just our moment and, and your guys's neighbor came in after that. And so I knew when they were coming in to visit with your father, that it was time for me, you know, to move on and my time was up. And so the reason why I tell that story sometimes to young people is because I went home that night, got a good night's sleep, woke up the next morning 
and your father had just passed away. And I Mm -hmm. tell young people all the time, if you care about somebody, if you love somebody, if somebody means something to you, please let them know. Because if I had a stall and waited and said that I will go and see your father the next day or the next morning, it never would have happened. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I try to tell people, do what's on your heart in that moment. Yep. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's um, you know, it's very, very, very uh, important. And, you know, that was the one thing that uh, I'm very thankful for is that, you know, my parents came, my parents moved back here and lived with me, um, you know, in their final days. Yep. So we, so we were able to talk about a lot of things and we were able to get even closer than we were before um, because of that. So, you know, when they passed, um, it was very, um, how can I put it? Um, I could say kind of complete, you know, we, yep. we talked about everything. We, you know, we, we closed everything up. There was nothing left unsaid. So, so, you know, so, you know, so I, I cherished those moments. Now don't get, you know, and it's interesting you say, because when they, you know, when they were first coming to move back in with me, you know, I wasn't, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. You know, they were healthy then, you know, I wasn't (laughs) jumping up and down. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. I feel you. (laughs) Come back in. Hey, come back with me or what have you. But, but. Um, people don't know this, but what ended up happening was they 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 were living in Bremerton, Washington, and uh, you know, and then my mom and dad were like, "Well, we're coming back yep. to Minnesota," and you know, I'm sitting there like, "Well, where are you where are you gonna live?" You know, you know, I'm thinking, "Okay, yeah, yeah, you know, y'all not coming here." And my dad's <laughs> last you know. my dad's last words were yep. with, with that was like, "We're gonna stay with you until we find something." Well, I knew what that meant. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That meant I'm going to go looking for anything once they got in. Yep. Yep. But, but, you know, but Henry, but what happened after that was, um, about, about, you know, a year later, I was diagnosed with non-Hoskins lymphoma. Yep. Okay. And so, and And we got got about, and we got about 60 seconds. Uh, uh, okay. Yep. Yep. And what I'm saying is that, you know, they took care of me because they happened, they, they were there, they were staying with me. Yep. And so, you know, after that, I was like, man, you, you know, you know, unless I get married or anything like that, y'all can stay as long as you want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we got that and we and we were a very close family and we got that we got that closure. So, um, well, man, you know, I know that your dad is proud of you. I know that he's sh- he's looking down on you and seeing all the success that you're having and all the accolades that you're getting. And I, I know that, like you mentioned earlier in the interview, that you would love for him to be here, for him to see it, you know, and you, he be able to partake and enjoy in it with you. Um, he is enjoying yeah. it. He's he's loving it. He's just watching it from afar. But uh, I appreciate you, man. I, I I love you like a brother, and uh, it's always nice to see you at uh, at sporting events. And uh, look, we won't see each other for about a week, but I'll see you at Target Center next Friday night. Yeah, 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 pretty much, yeah. I hope I did you well, man. <laughs> oh, man, you did awesome, man. Mitch McDonald, Minnesota Spokesman Recorder, joining us here on The Late Show. Thanks a lot, Mitch. All right, buddy. All right, take care. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 